everybody, you're tuned in to Let Me Find Out, a witty take on life and culture. I'm your host, Nikki Washington, and you are tuning in to season six of the podcast. First of all, let me say this. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the family. Feel free to like, comment, rate, do all of the things. This helps us to be found, but who might not find us otherwise. And if you are my ride or die from day one, season one to day, what, five, season six, thank you so much for coming back. You know what it is. We like family. So go ahead and make sure you rate this podcast if you haven't already. If you are not subscribed and you've been listening for six whole seasons, I am judging you harshly. (laughs) So do me a favor. Go ahead and uh, subscribe. I appreciate it in advance. Last thing, if you are not connected with me on social media, you know what? I'm going to need you to go ahead and get connected. You can find me on any social media outlet. On TikTok, I believe it's Nick Wash. On Instagram, it's Nikki. I know Nick Washington. And on Facebook and Twitter, I believe it's Nikki Washington and Nick Wash. So I don't use Facebook and Twitter um, very much, so just full transparency. But holla at your girl, and I'll be glad to add you or whatever the thing is on whatever platform you decide to follow. Amen. Amen. (laughs) So if you saw the title, the topic of the show, listen. Now, let me give full disclaimers. I know this is, uh, we're talking mostly uh, in relational terms in this particular episode, but um, I really believe that these can be transferred uh, beyond a lot of different places. So you can take a lot of these principles and apply them to your friendships uh, or friendships that you would like to cultivate. Um, You know, just all kinds of, of different walks of life. I don't believe that it has to be just one set thing. So with that in mind, we are talking about today what I believe are six things to consider before you let your springs from, <laughs> before you decide to just kind of jump out there, right? Um, and the reason why I, I think it's important to talk about these things is to have self-actualization and really see where we are so that we can see what uh, places we're going to and, and what we desire out of life, right? So let me give my disclaimers again. This is not an exhaustive list. This is not even a data-driven list on this particular episode. This is literally from my experience of uh, sharing and ministering to people over the years. I've uh, had the great fortune to minister to singles, uh, to youth, to women, to all gamuts of life, whether it was thousands of people at a conference, whether it was hundreds of thousands of people on a television network, whether it was 20 people at a noonday Bible study. I believe the principles of God are still the same. So with that being said, I'm going to talk about what I believe are six things that I think we should consider before we uh, spring into action this spring. So in no particular order, I'm going to be sharing these things. And again, I just think they're important. Um, and as always, the, the core of this show is not to give you an exhaustive study on anything. It's to tease the topic so that you can go, you know what? Let me find out. Let me find out for myself if X, Y, and Z. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so without further ado, in no particular order, in no particular order, let's talk about it. Spring is sprung. One thing I think is important to ask yourself before you spring into action when it comes to pursuing a relationship or allowing yourself to be pursued in a relationship is simple. How is your perspective on relationships? Ask yourself that question. I know it sounds super simple, but I think sometimes uh, we enter into spaces not fully aware how we feel about it. And if you're not careful, you can enter into um, conversations or um, a courtship or a dating thing or just talking and you will have preconceived notions of what you think or you'll go in looking for the outdoor. Um, I remember I was counseling, uh, this was years ago, counseling uh, some of my singles when I was over a singles ministry. And a lot of the people, men and women alike, walked in with a, I have been through a lot, I ain't got time for a lot, and if you don't check all these boxes, nah. So they actually didn't even realize they were walking in 
with the mentality of looking for the things to cross off the list. Instead of, not that you're not mindful of those things, but walking into a situation saying, I just genuinely want to get to know who this person is. And then along knowing who this person is, I will discover if this person is for me or not for me. I always say it, and I know we've been saying it for years, but courtship is to present evidence for or against uh, that person being someone that you court. So just a little food for thought. How is your perspective on relationships? Are you going into the door with an open mind, a uh, pure heart, and and a sincere intention? So just a little food for thought. Number two, are you doing self-work? I think this is important for uh, obvious reasons, but um, I believe that sometimes uh, singleness and uh, that that space between singleness and marriage, sometimes we can over-romanticize that that space, and some people will uh, lean into the thought that uh, when you get married, there's some sense of perfection there, when the reality is there are imperfect people that get married every single day. And I know we have sold bill of goods sometimes uh in in a lot of settings not just ministry but to single people that you know when you get married everything will be perfect and you're going to be the ideal person they're gonna they're gonna always be beautiful in the morning and you're gonna always uh, not have to tell somebody to put their clothes in the hamper and everything's gonna always be like cream and berries right <laughs> but the reality is you're going to get married and still be a flawed person you're going to get married and still have things that trigger you. You're going to get married if that's your desire. I'm talking to single people who desire to be married on this episode. But if that's your desire, there will be times where you um, will have uncovered the work that you need to do. So I'm of the mindset that if you know you have a work that needs to be done in you, as we all do, why not start to do your due diligence now so that when you get married, it's an easier, not easy, but easier transition. Um, I believe that when you do the work now, at a very base level, at least you're self-aware. And if you're self-aware, you can begin to grow to better because you know where you are. You're submitted to God for um, him to do the retooling and you're willing to do the practical steps. It's not just spirituality, but practicality too. So yes, I read my word, but you might need to go to therapy. Or yes, I um, study the Bible, but you also need to make sure you do certain exercises and certain practices every day. Um, it might be something physical. It might be something mental. It might be self-affirmations, whatever your bag is, right? The point of it all is to be doing something that improves you for you and as a result of it, you'll be better for what is coming for you down the road. Does that make sense? So again, are you doing the self-work? I think everybody should, should do self-work. And if you don't think you have self-work to do, it might be an indication that you might need to like, call someone to help you to navigate the work that may be there that you may not know about, like a licensed therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, a pastor, a accountability partner, someone who can process uh, your blind spots with you. Amen. Amen. So again, we're talking about uh, things to take into account before you let spring uh, sprung up in you, (laughs) before you decide to launch out into whatever pursuits. Number uh, three, are your expectations reasonable and are they aligned with the word of God? I think this is important because a lot of times, again, singles, especially if you've been single for any length of time, we have a tendency to romanticize um, expectations or put on to people expectations that they never signed up for. And so you can't hold somebody to an expectation that they didn't even sign up for. So again, uh, managing your expectations, being realistic, um, and not being so lofty in your ideals that you make your ideals God's principles. They're two different things. So again, um, making sure the expectations are reasonable and aligned with the word of God. Not that you're settling, but that you're aligned. Number four, have you rid it yourself? I said rid it, y'all. <laughs> That's an Englewood coming out. Have you rid yourself of uh, as much baggage as possible? I think that goes in line with uh, doing self-work because, again, everybody comes with something. 
It's just a matter of if the person you're pursuing or the person being pursued, uh, you're being pursued by is anointed to deal with your something. So um, as much as possible, unpacking your baggage um, and really properly uh, healing from your trauma, compartmentalizing what needs to be compartmentalized and making sure that you submit it to God. Now, there are some things. I know, church folk, we like to think that everything's a quick work, but everything's not a quick work. Um, I talked about, and I preached a message a long time ago about after the shout, and I talked about uh, Paul and Silas and how they shouted and the walls of the jail came down. But here's the thing. They still had to walk over the debris and the very thing that had them bound at one point in time. And so the message and the lesson in that is, yes, there are some things that are instant. There are some things that you can pray about and just miraculously you're healed from, but you're still going to have to do the work to walk out and to actualize that healing. So just a little food for thought, making sure that you have rid yourself as much back as possible, that you are not walking in any kind of pent up um, underlying thing that you might not be aware of. Number five, do you like you? <laughs> it's more than just a Kirk Franklin song of old, but do you really like you? Um, when you are by yourself, can you take being by yourself and have peace about it? Listen, I learned maybe, I want to say it has to have been at least 10 years um, what it really means to enjoy your own company and I would do it by choice and there's some people like yeah I like me but that's because you know they don't have people around them but when you choose to say you know what y'all I'm not gonna go out with y'all this Friday night the ladies you know I'm good or you say you know what? I think I'm gonna go to movies by myself tonight or you know what I'm gonna sit in the house and just kind of chill and enjoy my own company you can really tell a lot about someone by how they enjoy their own company if they have peace if they always have to have people around them if they always have to be talking again nothing wrong with being talkative when the, the uh, need arises nothing wrong with having a group of friends I have a lot of wonderful people around me that love me well and I love them well and I enjoy their company and they enjoy my company how so and ever I am a fan of me <laughs> I'm a fan of enjoying my own company I love taking myself to dinner and not distracting myself with my cell phone and not distracting myself with a version of other people. I could care less when I'm sitting in a restaurant by myself and someone thinks, oh, that girl's by herself because I'm choosing this moment. I don't have to be here by myself, but I'm choosing this moment to enjoy my company and to be so comfortable in who I am that I can sit in the middle of a busy restaurant by myself and thoroughly enjoy my own company with no uh, distractions of phones, no distractions of um, a menu, no hiding my face, anything, but literally just ten toes down, enjoying myself. So I think it's something to be said for liking who you are, for liking your company. Now I'm not talking about the extreme where you like yourself so much that you antisocial. <laughs> I'm not talking about that either. I'm talking about literally enjoying your own company, having peace with who you are, so much peace that you don't have to have stuff going on around you to enjoy and just sit and be still. And just really, you know, vibe out with yourself. If you a vibe, be a vibe all by yourself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right, and the last thing. So before we go to the last one, the sixth one, I'm going to recap one more time. Again, we're talking about things to consider before you spring into spring. Number one, how is your perspective on relationships? Uh, number two, are you doing the self-work? Number three, are your expectations reasonable and are they aligned with the word of God? Number four, have you rid yourself of as much baggage as possible? Number five, do you like you? Because I like you. Do, you. do you like you? And number six, and it kind of goes hand in hand with number five, do you see yourself? Listen, I know it's hard. <laughs> I know it can be tough sometimes, particularly for single people. You know, I have this exercise that I do, and I might have mentioned it on the show before. I'm not sure, but um, I make sure that I am uh, thoughtful about who I am and who I am in God and who I am as a friend. How I show up for people um, and I, I uh, 
don't want to ever get to a place where I overthink it, but I also don't want to get to a place where I'm so unaware of how I show up in other people's lives that I think I'm great and there's some room for growth. Um, I think knowing who you are and seeing yourself, it's so paramount. And then I also think it teaches you to um, be mindful of other people. I, I was talking about one of the practices I do. So one of the things I like to do is when I go to the store or when I go to the uh, mall or something like that, and I'm looking for something for myself. I will consciously look for stuff for people in my family or my friends. They didn't ask me to do it. I don't have to do it, but I'm doing it because I want to be mindful that it's not always about what I need and what I want when I go someplace. There are times where, you know, especially with a single, and especially if you live alone, I can go in there right now in my kitchen and cook whatever I want, and I have to take a consensus with no one. Whatever I want is what it's going to be. If I want to eat peanut butter and jelly for every night this week, I could do that. But there are times where I will deny myself, and not just for exercise, but I think it's a good practice as singles to not always give yourself everything that you want, to deny your flesh, whether it's by fasting, whether it's by saying, you know what, you don't need that. I went on a, a, a spending a fast uh, like a month or so ago, and it wasn't because I had to. I'm very blessed. It was simply because I wanted to remind myself and to have my finances come subject as first fruits unto God. So I had a whole month where I was like, you know what, unless it's absolutely necessary, I'm not buying anything that I don't uh, need or uh, anything that's not absolutely paramount. And so it wasn't as hard for me because naturally I'm just really conservative, but it was one of those things where I had to be mindful. So I just think it's important as single people to uh, consistently think outside of ourselves um, because one, I think it helps us to remember. And then also too, when you do enter in relationships, um, you might not have as much friction because what I have learned a lot of times when you enter into spaces because you're so used to being by yourself, a lot of those things that someone else does will knock against what you do. In other words, you might think you saw it in the area. You don't have a problem with, you know, uh, being a neat freak. And then someone comes in your space and they leave a cup where you normally don't leave a cup. And then you start to really see, <laughs> you, really, you really start to see the, the fruit of what you're made of, you know, or someone comes along and says, you know what, I don't, I don't eat uh, Thai food. I don't like that at all. But Thai food's your favorite thing. Okay, how does your spirit feel when you hear that? <laughs> What's going on in your core? How do you reconcile that? What is the compromise? Is there a compromise? You know, there, there's a lot of things to unpack with that. So all that to say, I think being self-aware helps you to know how to navigate yourself and how to incorporate yourself uh, when the time comes for incorporation. So again, this conversation was just to tease the topic to get us started in a really thinking thoughtfully before we approach relationships and reproaching a relationship and conversations and courtships and dating uh, with some thought. I believe in intentional uh, conversations. I believe in intentional dating. I believe in making sure that in all that you do, that you are really, um, you know, not wasting people's time. No one's wasting your time. Like, I don't have a desire to waste anybody's time, nor do I want my time wasted. So I believe wholeheartedly in treating people like this is God's son. This is one that Jesus loves. And I'm going to honor them as if Jesus loves them and as if they're God's son, because I want to be honored as a daughter of the king. So I hope this stuff helped you before you spring into spring and do your courtship thing. You know, I know spring gets people acting a little solemn sometimes. So hopefully this helped. Listen, if this podcast helped you, if this episode was fun to you, lighthearted, if it didn't help at all, I want to hear about it. You can do that by hitting me up on social media. My social media handle is, again, on TikTok. It's Nick Wash. On Instagram, it's Nick Washington. On Facebook, it's Nikki Washington. And on Twitter, it's Nick Wash. Um, again, feel free to holler at your girl. And as always, I will see y'all next week. And you are listening to Let Me Find Out. Thank you.